Ladies and gentlemen, and low lives. And we're back. We are back again with Meatball Thoughts, this time with Colson Armstrong as our guest. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Gentlemen. And we're not just anywhere. We're not in my bedroom, unfortunately. I'm looking for you in my bedroom. You didn't get to see. That's, that's I like could imagine a clip uh, what your bedroom looks like. You know, it's tightly organized yeah. in everything in its, it's place. It's the, yeah. really the, the best part of where guests sit in his bedroom, there's just a stack of knives right behind them. Like, if they want to, if they just want to lose it, they can turn around. They can be like, oh, wow. And in front is so many weapons in this room. <laughs> yeah, no Nella knives on that rack, though. I don't know. I, I need to get one for, you like, just, for... Just, for just, just for shenanigans. Just, he always just has for the shenanigans. No, he has to remember his roots. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, when I found John Clip was through uh, Instagram, actually, and you were over in Japan, and me and Maddie were like, hey, who's this like, kid coming yeah, through yeah. the ranks? And we're like, mm. I'm like, reached out. I'm like, who are you, John Clip? I'm like, you want, when, you, when are you coming back to the city? And you're like, I'm actually coming back soon. I'm like, okay, just come, you come over here, and we got you under your wing to get you back. And yeah. then a pandemic happened, and uh, I started working quick service and Nick uh, from Port Ketanko was like, I want to reopen, but none of his staff wanted to come back. So it was just me and him and another guy and we were getting smoked. And then I brought Connor, who's with me now as one of my kitchen managers yeah. at Maddie's Patties. And then I'm like, John Clip, come fry some chicken. He's like, I've never done this before. And yeah. it was hilarious because we were like, you know, well, making takeout sandwiches and it was cool. And so like, we can go into your, you know, uh, uh, backstory a little bit, just so yeah. people know uh, uh, where you're from, you know, previous chef of Canoe Restaurant, all sorts of places, like long history here in in Ontario yeah and I think that comes back to like how we pivoted in a, in a pandemic was really important and to be successful and yeah to make it through and some people it didn't didn't you know didn't come out on the other end and you know and I think it's really important now places, it's the work yeah. that we're putting into place to have a brighter future and you know and have people want to work in hospitality again you know it, yeah. this thing shut the door and people were crushed immensely everybody was feeling it and it's a you know it's your livelihood so it's important now to make these decisions uh you know just it was survival and now we've come out of that and we're we're building something that we're really proud of yeah i mean even we're just sitting here uh above nice patties so like if there's a little background noise whatever but it's like it's, th this space is amazing. Like this is a phenomenal space, especially I imagine for your staff's mental health. Like they get to, they don't have to eat next to uh, while sitting on a, on a milk crate. They can come yeah. up, they can sit down at a table, be civilized. Yeah. They can just decompress while they have their lunch. Yeah, and I think it was funny that you came into the space and you had worked here as when yeah. it was the previous restaurant. Yeah, and when I found this place, it's like they had given up months ahead and like everything was dirty and it was just like yeah. a three-month renovation like myself and, yeah. and a couple yeah, you know and our contractor and it was just like renovate boom and it was like days we come in here with a power washer and spray stuff and it'd be like four hours and we're like i don't feel like we're doing anything and it was just like pushing water from grime. one side to the other and yeah. you're grime and you're, yeah and it all took time and three months later we were open and now we're uh, been open for space. we've been open for seven months and the kitchen still feels brand new and mm -hmm. that comes across the whole team you know and it's just like the right. training and and the team that we had in here uh, we were very fortunate when we opened you know a lot of people were looking for jobs so it was a lot of all-stars that came in here and that was gonna bring their your own headaches of everybody had so many opinions and everybody had been scarred and maybe hurt in their past and and to get all those personalities in the space was you know that was a challenging thing to manage and, and be the leader for, of, for you know? someone to 
like you said, just this all-star squad, it's like even if they have their ego relatively in check, you know, people have off days. It might spike one day, it might not another, you know? Yeah, we always say, like, you don't need to be a 10 every day. It's like, come in here with with an eight level and, you know, maintain that and, like, everybody's going to dip. Everybody's going to go feel so many different things and we're really trying to open a creative space that you can express how you're feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're everybody in here has full benefits and we've added an extra $500 for therapy as well. So we're up to $1,000 a year for all our staff just to dial in with that. You know, if they need to talk to somebody and I've already used that, uh, you know, a couple sessions just to talk with somebody because I feel a a large amount of anxiety, you know, and I never felt this before. And it's uh, all these things that dial in and when you have a staff of 24 underneath you and you're just absorbing a lot of people's energies and, you know, everybody's having off days because the outside world can be a shit show and there's a lot of terrible things that are happening. So we've been really trying to be in touch with our community since day one. And that's been, you know, outreach for the park, ESN, all these great things that are are helping, but you never feel like it's enough too, you know? It's like all of a sudden you're feeling, you know, we're being successful, but our team, you know, we're growing and everything that we've said we're gonna do, we've done. And and it was like, okay, we need to go to to go to seven days to get the space up here, that's what it's gonna take. And here, it's gonna be a month plan, this is gonna be the rollout. And you know, the, every change that we've made in this place, the team does feel it. So it's like, hey, giving back to them, be like, hey, you know, like, since day one we we know you're asking a little more of you but this is also what we can provide yeah and it's what and people weren't used to that at the start too you know it's about we're putting mental health at a forefront and it's still hard for people to open up to that and trust that because you know what happens if like you're you admit that you're feeling depressed and then how is everybody going to to yeah. receive you after that yeah. but it's mm-hmm. you know it's being comfortable in a space and trusting the managers and all of us being open seven days and I give we're working on having all the managers off three days a week you know so you're only in the space for four days so to have the crossover that all the managers are using the same language and we're dialing in on how we do everything the exact same way so you know there's I've worked in many kitchens where you know one manager wants it done this way another yeah. manager yeah. wants it done this way so you're always constantly yeah. like oh we're doing it this but no we have to have it there unison. has to be a collaboration there has to be a collaboration so forcing we all sit down on Fridays all the management team for an hour just to, to bang out to get in unison and be like hey I think we should do it this way and then as a team we vote on like hey what mm-hmm. is and if if you don't agree then you have to jump on the bag wagon of okay this is how we're doing it you know this is what the team collectively has decided so compared to like your past obviously like you're saying you know different managers have different styles and you're like okay well I'm working with this one today so I have to execute for that person yeah is this something that even you as the culinary director of of um, of all these spots is it is it something that even for yourself you're just like wow man I can't believe I get to like I get to do yeah, I get to be this kind of a role model for the next generation. Like, does it? Yeah, and it, that, I, that's, I imagine that's an element of the and it's a heavy too because right? you got to preach way you know you practice and oh, yeah. you got to practice what you preach. And for me, it's like you know if I'm I'm been meditating for two years now, ten minutes a day, and like Dude, and amazing. writing a journal for the last year, I filled up two moleskins, and then yeah. last week my goal was to work out five day, five days in a week, you know, plus work you know, my five day week on other projects plus Maddie's Patty. So, yeah. you know, it's a, I'm, buying, I'm biting off a lot, 
that I can chew, but I know that I'm setting myself up. And it's like yeah, you have, have my, those, those coping strategies. Yeah, coping that I know, and I and I do, I can't preach it on every single person because not everybody you know feels the same way. But it's like, yeah. hey, these things help me, and this is what gets me mm-hmm. sorted out. And then it becomes time management. Like yeah. you need to be on the floor between that twelve to one lunch rush get the team sorted what they're doing for the last like two hours before lunch and then take your time to get off the floor and do your admin stuff and, and carry over it so you're not feeling crushed so yeah, yeah it's a well-balanced and well-oiled machine and since day one like we opened just combos one burger one sauce make 700 of these a day and then it was like all right add another burger add the different sauces oh now we're doing uber okay now we're yeah. at a restaurant and now we're doing calls and tickets now we let every mod in the the goddamn book be open and like, yeah. every ticket is like <laughs> no cheese no sauce uh, no bun and it's like uh, yeah. and everybody like my burger doesn't look like uh, it's got lettuce and I didn't get the sauce I want I'm like just okay then just order a goddamn cheeseburger that like this is what we're known for <laughs> but we yeah. you know it, the, yeah. and we don't think the customers are always right it's a mm-hmm. here it's been this we're not we don't allow any guests into the space so it's constantly out the window so what we're managing is just the people inside and that's where yeah. it comes down and the food's been the easy part it's been you know the role model of a uh, leading people into the, what the next generation of hospitality can be mm-hmm. and we need to be different and we need to hold ourselves accountable we need to be transparent we're going to make mistakes we can't be oh, yeah. we yeah. can't be canceling each other now because like that's happened in the past and mm-hmm. you know people are out of the game because you know they did some wrong things and yeah for sure they were really fucked up but here it's like we're gonna make little mistakes we need to be open about them yeah. admit to them figure out not to ever do them again and as a community all move forward and that's yeah. the the biggest part because yeah. you know trash talking is an easy thing and that leads to toxicity and especially with our staff like it's easy to pick out like what's wrong you know and it's like who's coming up with these solutions and mm-hmm. and how are we getting better and how are we learning from these and you know and it's not up to one person to fix everything we've decided to be on a team and work for a team that we're like one of us falls we're all here to pick each other up yeah what you're doing here and what the whole team's doing here is so different and in a lot of ways opposite to what the rest of the industry has been doing for so long, mm-hmm. right? Uh, instead of sharing feelings, communicating through problems, uh, and really trying to fix things, for the most part in restaurants, people have been told by their managers or chefs, their peers, that you put your head down, you shut up, it's a tough industry, it's hard. It attracts a certain crowd, it attracts people who thrive in that, um, or people who don't have other options, but what what you're doing is, is so different from, from that. When did that journey or that, that uh, uh, decision that you're not going to perpetuate that and you're going to strive for something else, when did that start? Was that something you've always been thinking about because I'm sure you worked in places when you were younger yeah and it, just it's, like it goes back to um, I got a little story to share because we've, yeah. we've been doing uh, Monday motivation here and one of our kitchen managers Taryn does a really good job and she's very emotional intelligent and she's you know at first she's like as soon as I start talking about this stuff people do like shut down you know like it's mm-hmm. it, we it's still not mainstream so it is this work that has yeah. I'm like she feels like she's like nobody's getting in I'm like no this is like you we just need to be consistent keep showing up you know like if you don't think day. anybody's uh, absorbing it but what if one person is you know one person mm-hmm. listens and they're like okay and then that's just making a difference right there then so someone sees oh that helped that person oh I bet that could help me now yeah exactly why don't, why don't, I, why don't I give that a try? yeah give it a try yeah. just like you know like 
a lot of people were hesitant at the start and I got a guy that's in here who, who's amazing chef has been chef of like three different spots in the city and like he came in and just was like I don't know about this and I'm not I don't trust it and I don't understand what's happening and and, and then all of a sudden we butted heads a few times and then we I keep having sit downs I'd be like hey what's up let's sit down talk it out talk it out and then he went in a certain direction, then he finally came back and was like, I get it now, you know, like I see where this is headed. I like the decisions that are being made. I like how the management, you know, we're all equals and there's no hierarchy. It's like, I nobody would know that I'm the, like the chef or the culinary director in the space. It's just like, hey, I want all the managers to be cross-trained. Everybody does everything. Nobody's working the same station twice in a week you know everybody's doing a day of prep doing a day on the buns doing at the front or you're a manager you spend a day on a station you have a day at admin so it's just like really complex yeah. uh even to make the schedule like that you know and have seven days every person that's requested a day off has gotten it yeah. no questions asked you need a day off we'll figure it out we'll yeah. cover it and that comes down to like i was in charge of the scheduling for the first six months and i would spend two hours to like it was just like a, like we've been playing a lot of chess up here too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just like a game of chess. You make one move, and then all of a sudden, this whole other element of like, okay, this person can work this station. This person's cross trained, so it's like really opens it up that we can. And that comes down to like doing a little extra work on the managers to like give that freedom for the staff to like, hey, mm -hmm. I'm not scared to ask for a day off. Like, yeah, do it in context. People still need to make money, so they're still going to want to work their four days and make their forty hours. You know, everybody's. Yeah on that 44 hour work week, you know? So, uh, so then Taryn listened to a podcast and she heard about, you know, sharing personal stories to why you are where you are now and kind of what made you that way into your leadership role. Uh, and it, and it's a way to get more vulnerable and learning, you know, the people in the space on a different level, you know? Cause like we are very good at our day to day, like, Hey, quick chat, but it's like, how do you get even more vulnerable and talk about when mm -hmm. you're so crushed and busy with service? And you're spending so much time together. Too. Yeah, it's like, yeah, how spending, do you, like, spending 10, 11 hours a day. You know, how do you know more about like what, so Taryn did her story and then yeah. she messaged me this morning. She's like, hey, it's your turn. Like, you're yeah. up. And I was like, I'll do it right now. She's like, wow, right now? And I was like, give me 30 minutes and I'll have my that essay. Yeah. ready to go. So, and, I, and I'll have my essay ready. So like, I'm easy yeah. and happy to share like that kind yeah, of backstory. Please. We'd love that to hear it. To, uh, to give it, and she actually just shared it with the team. There's 30 people on this email chain now. Oh, wow. And it's people that passed in present. The people that have left Maddie's Patties are still on this, because we want to share that, you know? Yeah. I don't care where you go next, like we're here to support you in whatever you want to do, yeah, you know? We, like, we what, still love you, you put love into this place, yeah. we put love into you. 100%, and it's yeah. like, hey, you make it past three months, you get a book. If you're here less than three months, no book. We'll give you a card, okay? <laughs> but it's as much as we can give because, like, our staff is 24 deep here, you know? And yeah. people, you know, come and go. And we've had a balance of the back has been very tight. And mm. we're very fortunate that I have some really key players in here since day one, which is really important. But, you know, the front, it's like, hey, patios are opening. I'm going to go work on a patio. Like, I want to do this. Oh, patios are closed. Can I come back to Maddie's patties? Yeah, obviously. Just cut, like, yeah. you know, part time. I want to work 20 hours. Yeah, we'll make that work, you know? So, yeah. And that's one of the amazing things. This is not like some fine dining restaurant with six people in the kitchen funded by a bunch of investors who you know want to do things right and it's just it's this tiny little bubble in the ecosystem of people trying to be more reasonable people trying to be better bosses people trying to be uh, in a better restaurant environment this is like a big operation this is 
hamburgers, thousand hamburgers mm-hmm. a day, right? Mm-hmm. That like a lot, yeah. A lot of burgers, high volume, big team, and it's not uh, you know one chef's counter in like Brooklyn trying yeah. to say, listen, we give our employees you know a book every month. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. this is like a. This proves that that it's doable for, yeah. for everybody else. Yeah, it just takes that work to set up. You know, and we've since day one, we've 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 done a lot of growing and changing, and it's always constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the managers, you know, they get the benefits of, you know, we do a hundred dollar book allowance and pay for their cell phone bills. You know, so the managers all get that uh, every month. So that's something that's like huge too. You know, you're not worrying about that. You get a couple books, or it's if it's a master class. You know, all our managers, we've been taking. Um, adding like, hey, you, we all sign up for an online mental health course, and it's like, hey, take the time through your week, take one hour, yeah. come up here, do the course, understand, and give our, give ourselves more like vocabulary to, you know, be a better leader and a better, you know, and that's, that's what I want the most out of this. And yeah. opening up like all the books and the financials and being super transparent of how to run a restaurant too, you know? Like, yeah. I want all my managers to be able to walk out of here and be like, okay, let's set up the next Maddie Patties, you know? This is yeah. the core team now. We're gonna be setting things up and putting the teams into place, you know? So so that's good. So then I like, so again, we're gonna continue on just this little story yeah, that like I just wanted to share. You yeah, know, absolutely. This was kind of me being vulnerable with the team and like understanding that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So. It's just continuing with the leadership stories. Um, I want to. I started off with to this day. My mom takes credit for me becoming a chef because more days than not, we ate KD on the couch, stuffed in front of a TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was I. So I grew up on a horse farm, and my parents were always working. They weren't work not working, and it was just me and my brother. And it was like, go fend for yourself. You know, yeah. go play outside. Yeah. Here's super, a box of super latchkey kids. Just yeah. like, just don't die. Yeah, just don't <laughs> die. You know, so come back for your KD at night. Come back, fend for yourself. And I had a real secret. Like, I like to thicken the milk, and that was it, put some hot dogs in it, you know? Uh, so I grew up on a horse farm, and both my parents were always working, uh, leaving my brother and I to fend for ourselves. Most days we spent venturing into neighboring woods to find old party sites where teenagers fired off rounds of shotguns and smashed bottles of beer against old pickup trucks. These places became our playground, and I'm surprised one of us didn't get tetanus. <laughs> Uh, around grade four, my dad started to encourage me to play sports, baseball primarily. I would spend hours throwing a ball against the side of a house. I kept I kept with the throwing because the one time I kicked a ball, I went straight through the kitchen window. I remember waiting at the bottom of our driveway four hours until my mom came home to get yelled at. And she also used to spank us with the back of her, her brush, you know? So that was, you could get away with that back then. Here now, it's like absolutely yeah, not. Like until we got too fast, and then she'd like throw the brush at us, and then that was that. Like a hairbrush or a horsebrush? Hairbrush. Okay. And maybe a horsebrush too. Like, <laughs> there, there was something. I mean, sometimes like, a crop was just closer than the brush. Yeah, know? whatever was close, yeah. like get over here, you know. Um, and then I. So. Around grade four, so I started. My dad encouraged me to play sports, baseball primarily. Boom, boom, boom. Over the next decade, I played baseball at the highest level, and I, and I could and was really strong at controlling my emotions under pressure when I needed to. Mm-hmm. I quit baseball in high school because I wanted to hang out with friends and get stoned. This continued for about four years. Through high school, I was always picked on from older kids, even got beat up badly about four times. 
One time at a party, someone sucker punched me and I broke my nose. My friends chased them off and they got in a car with a drunk driver. That car crashed a couple kilometers down the road and the driver lost his life. At the time, I wasn't able to process the emotions that our whole school went through after that night. It took that bully about three months to come to me and apologize. And I believe that guy still has to live with that decision for the rest of his life now, you know? And that was something when I was young, like you're getting picked on, you don't know how to like, you're, you're going to substance abuse. Like I was drinking a lot. I was like smoking weed. And then when I got into my 20s, like I couldn't even touch weed. Like I was just like, it gave me such paranoia and my anxiety was just like, raised up but I still didn't know what those words were you know I still yeah. didn't know what those feelings were and those were things that I just struggled with uh, after high school I took a year off to figure out what I wanted to do I worked landscape construction with some buddies ended up saving some money and decided uh, to skip school for another six months to travel to Europe landed in France instantly connected with the way of life there the markets the bread the whole culture I ate our scargot with pesto and just like that I wanted to be a chef a couple countries later, I was back home applying for dishwasher jobs in a newspaper. That's next door, they're renovating, so that's, <laughs> that's perfect timing too. That's so good. So good. Uh, I didn't start professionally cooking until I was 22. I got screamed at, made all the mistakes, got written up a handful of times, suspended from a cooking job, lol. I worked for some really great chefs through my 20s, but no matter how much advice they gave me, I needed to make those mistakes myself. I worked hard for 10 years and when I finally put my head up, I was a chef of a very busy high-end restaurant. Things were great on the outside, but inside I didn't feel myself. I gave three months notice and decided to go back to where that feeling of excitement began, which was travel. I set out, backpacked at the age of 32 with a game plan to travel for six months. Those months turned into 28 months. I worked in 16 different restaurants. I traveled through 18 different countries working as a chef for six months at a time to make money to travel to the next spot. A wide range of things I felt, tasted, and learned could fill up a second post. Letting everything go and starting over is not something a lot of people get to experience, but having an open mind and heart can bring some of your craziest dreams come alive. The most important thing for me is the community, and that starts with the team I choose to work with. Being able to voice my opinion on matters I believe in and being able to share that microphone with my team makes us stronger, more diverse and allows us to create an environment where everyone feels welcome and comfortable in, in a second home. Love the idea of getting to know people this way. Excited for the next one. If you're interested, please reach out via email. Talk to me and we can set up something. Wow, man. So, you know. That is, that is a powerful thing to, to send to your staff and... I can't think of a more opposite message from everything any chef has ever told me. That like that that makes my heart so happy right now. Yeah, and it's like to be vulnerable. It takes a lot, you know, and it, to be open and and people look at it as being like, hey, like what? It's scary, you know. It's scary for a lot of people, and that's what we're still going through. And not everybody's still there, you know. This is still the beginning works of of putting these practices into place and it's going to take a lot of work and you know and we just have to have this community of being open and sharing and you know so there's still so so much substance abuse i think the pandemic has stopped that a little bit like you can't go out to bars you're not out to 2 a.m there's obviously outlets for people to do that but you know i think within our team we share one beer a week uh, you know, and that's still something, but it's like nobody's coming in here hungover. You know, we're trying to yeah. practice yeah. 
the best habits we're trying to exercise you know we're, we're trying to be different putting a basketball up net back trying to build this like into a whole commune and complex that everybody can use any bit of this space you know we have it's just trying something new and we're gonna see if it works well, and i mean i think i think that's a i mean one of one reason certainly that it makes me so happy because like john and i have you know shared our insecurities on the pod and you know my past um substance abuse and and my you know coming up on two years clean sober and that's uh huge bro Congrats. that's something for me that i'm super excited about so i think it is i mean have you have you run have you have you run into people that are that are similar to um, you know one of your staff members that you said you know came from different kitchens in the city and and had been a chef of multiple uh, restaurants but like is there any is there like an unnecessarily large amount of pushback that comes from anybody else in the industry that you've talked to or shared this with yeah but people still they love you know they want things done a certain way they want everybody to be on the same level they if they're at a certain level they they want everybody to know that they're doing a great job and this is a standard you know and and, and sometimes it's not like that you know like here we're just we're making burgers we when i'm training people online and i you know i, I i'm on the line every friday saturday night like i'm smashing burgers i'm not scared of it i'm not making anybody else work harder than i am like hey these guys go home you're not you're having a mental health day like we're working towards that hey here's three hours of pay plus you get a half point for your tips you know and go home and and rest like i will take any space and you know and do that extra work and i think they're still ingrained in us that you know like it is people people like to feel that like hey a pressure of you're not doing it right and seeing people getting yelled at and feeling better about themselves it's a you know it's a very complex complicated thing and you know and it's trying to iron that out and in knowing that like hey we're guiding people we're coaching people we're not well and you're willing to make those mistakes like you said like you said earlier you're like you know what we're gonna make mistakes and that's okay yeah we're gonna be honest about it we're gonna be open about it and we're gonna be as transparent as we possibly can yeah for everybody to understand that it's okay to make them it's like it's okay to feel that that discomfort that anxiety that wow man i'm just really not in it today but you know what colson's got my back yeah or or any any of the management team anybody here any any of the staff yeah and it doesn't matter who yeah. it, someone's gonna cover you know and it, you're gonna feel this crushing like we put a, I put a lot on the the management team because you know I want to for them to grow and take on a lot of the responsibilities because then that becomes ownership you know and that's yeah. they're gonna realize like hey how much work and effort it does to keep this whole place yeah. maintaining and and for doing tr- trying to put out perfect burgers nonstop all day long even if you don't you know you don't have that energy but it's maybe someone covering you know and getting that hour pay for lunch sit down with everybody and have those moments of regular life and catching up is the time you know and that's your time for you go on your cell phone you can do your social media you know we're very addicted to our phones at this time too and you can see it people are are hard to let go down you know like you know you're doing a tedious job all day you're thinking about hey what's my like partner doing what's my friends doing and you go to grab your phone to like do a text you know but this is still work and it is that's the one thing that hospitality is is we're taking care of other people and we're really trying to take care of the team first and then that shows into the guest experience you know and you have the short window of guest experience when you're doing qsr which is quick service you know and it's like hey how are you handing that bag off like 
we have a no rule, no like no mass, no service, you know? And a lot yeah. of people are now we're getting, hey, what are the next moves? Because people have their cards and they're like, hey, I don't have to wear a mask. Like I'm drunk in the park. It's like dealing with drunk people are really annoying. And it's like, hey, we're just trying to keep our staff safe, you know, knock on wood. Like we haven't had any scares. We've had many tests within the, the group, you know, half our team is vaccinated. And we're, you know, if you're getting vaccinated, give you the day off give the next day off you know like when i got back 24 hours later i went down hard like i uh you know i felt all the symptoms of when i before lockdown i was in costa rica came back a week into lockdown i was sick for three weeks and i had all the symptoms i was literally calling the hospital like on the second week of being sick for 13 days and it was in my lungs and i was like i need help they're like sorry sir like like honey you know you're a 35 year healthy old male like we don't we're not even doing testing like you just got to slug it out and then i quarantined by myself for another three weeks after that because nobody knew what to do yeah and then so getting that first shot of the test like the vax i like felt the chills the aches everything i felt in that first week that i was so sick oh i was at the bottom of the barrel i asked her Oh, you got the go. I got it. And then oh, five days later, I mean, they took it off the market. The Johnson Johnson. Yeah, I was like, I got fuck. <laughs> Give me any facts in my arm. I'm going to take both shots right now. You know? <laughs> Let's get it I've in there. I've been through worse. Yeah, I've been through worse. I would have taken anything. Yeah, I'll take yeah, anything. Yeah, and it's not, we can't now be like, Oh, I'm a Pfizer baby. Yeah, like, yeah. no, let's not. That's you're just putting everybody just in a bubble. Dose, again. dose me up, baby. Yeah, let's go. Your backs, you're good to go. And then, yeah, like yeah. that night, it was like Friday. I was on staff meal. I was feeling. I could feel this emotion going through. I cooked, and then I worked service. Mm-hmm. We cooked like a hundred Maddies that night. And then right at nine, I gave everybody a break on the line, and I was like, I'm going home. And I went home, and I got out of the shower, and I was just shaking. Jeez. Had the cold sweats in the middle of the night. Had a fever at three. Drank a Lacroix. Woke up, fever snapped. I was completely soaked and I was fine. And I went back Saturday, worked the busiest day we had to date. And I was like, I'm good to go, baby. Let's go. You know, so get vaxxed, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. We're all going to so have we stories can all like that. sit in a goddamn restaurant yeah, that's and dream. laugh and eat delicious food and just experience yeah. life again. Yeah, so. Or life as we used to. You know, so that made me, under, I wanted to get that first fax because then I'm like, I need to experience it and see what the team is. And now everybody's like, hey, I got fax. I'm not feeling too good. I'm like, get us through the next like hour. Go home, you know, yep. we got you covered. Yep. You know, if you need the next day, give us a heads up. We'll yeah. get you covered. So. I, felt, I felt super, super fortunate. Like I got vax and I was just a little groggy the next day. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. I can still go to work. It's still great. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I was, I was pretty for it. I was like, okay, great. No adverse reaction, but wow, man, that's the full on shakes. Oh, I got it bad. But again, they're like, Hey, if you might've had it, then it's my antibodies that Uh, I had some in my, in my system. And then those ones were just fighting that, that that virus that was going in, you know? So kind of sealed the deal. And I was like, yeah, one of my partners was like, you got the Astro? He's like, just wait till the Pfizer. He's like, don't do it before the weekend. You got a busy weekend. I'm like, I got this. Let's yeah, go. And I, uh, in the end, I was like, good. okay, I'm back. Yeah. You feel yeah. like you made the right decision? Absolutely. Yeah. I have no regrets. 100%. Yeah. We're thinking yeah, about man. the future and, you know, it's keeping the team safe. So. Yeah. Wow. With all these things, all these huge strides you and the team here has made, what have been the hardest things for you personally uh, uh, in realizing this? I think about a lot of the things, a lot of the, the problems I see in the restaurant industry and a lot of the things that I wish I could fix. I've never been in a, a management position where I've 
really been uh, given the power to make the changes that, that I would want to see in the industry. But I notice even in myself, because I've spent so many years thinking one kind of way, and I've learned from people who think one kind of way, people who, you know, that um, uh, put your head down, get it done, don't complain, show up, grind it out. Like the, I feel like even though I really want things to be different, better, and not like the way I was taught, I feel like um, there's still parts of that that I can't get out of me. In when we were uh, when we were working at the uh, at uh, Porkerenko, right at the uh, the sandwich shop, um, for me that was about I would say roughly half the amount of hours I was working before my last job. And to hear other staff there say like, oh man, I'm tired. My gut reaction was like, what the fuck are you talking about? How can you be tired? This is only eight hours. What's wrong with you? Come on. Because that's just, that's how I talk to myself. And that's not good. I recognize that's not good. But it's still hard for me to, uh, to hear and, and to see and to be part of that change, even though I want it. Has, has it been hard for you to... Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, I... I uh, I struggle with that a lot because you know like I can go from when we open I, was, I still work six days a week you know like yeah. I kept my I how I work is I'm available seven days a week any time of the day I'm never turning it off you know and I yeah. but I don't have that expectation of the rest of the team it's like hey four you know if we're going for four days when you're in the space you're going you know and you you take your three days to do whatever you need to do and that's yeah. three days is still a long time you can recharge you can have a fucking night to go out you can drink you can have a day to recover you can get all your laundry um so you know but then i have to i hear people complain all the time they come in with me all their problems and i can't be like no you're like going it's yeah. i think it's, it's hard to ask more of yourself than you do of other people, right? I think as humans, it's always our instinct to, to ask more of other people, right? You do this for me, and then it's, it's kind of easy to be yeah. gentle on yourself and say, oh, I've had a hard day, I've been, but you're doing the opposite of that. Yeah, and it's like, I want to take on more of that, but then you, it's like learning and understanding how everybody's feeling, and, and that's like, hey, everybody's different, you know? And it's that, yeah. as a great manager, you're gonna really be successful when you can tune into everybody's emotions and everybody's different and find out what ticks people and what supports people need and how people need to be seen and, and making sure everybody feels felt and, and you know, supported. And that's what like I've seen, you know, after six months and it's hard to put all these things into place because you have to just keep being consistent, you know, like you don't think it's working, but it, you know, and then all of a sudden something happens and then a team member comes up and they're like, I really appreciated how you handled like that situation or understood that like, I have all this other shit going on in my life outside and that you, you guys are understanding and, and make me feel wanted. And you know, I have a job here and I, my opinion matters. And, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, taking all these opinions and, you know, making them work for our space, you know, and then that's what's gotten us to this space. It just, it's not just me, it's this whole team right. of amazing, right. uh, very emotional and intelligent people that are, you know, I'm relying on to, to give their 110%, you know, and we all feel it. Our managers do feel this burn and it's like, hey guys, well, right now we can't have the three days up, but each week, one of you guys can, you know, and rotate that between the three of you. And every three weeks, you know, you got three days off, but yeah. you know, and it's maybe 
maybe it's we go to shift work and it is you know five eight hour day right now we're working 11 to 10 you know and it's 11 hour day so you work five of that that's 55 hours and that's what kind of some of the managers are doing but you add a prep shift in there you come in early one day you leave early you know that changes up your moods and you get yeah. this one night to you know go be free and especially with the nicer weather you know everybody wants to be outside or spend it with things, your partner or something spend like it with the partners things are opening up and it's just like hey you got this time take that time so we really practice this other thing amongst the managers is the manager log at, at night where I want all the information in there. You know, like your day, if you're off the next day, like put everything you in, those problems that you're you're going against. As soon as you walk out the door, you know, the next manager, their responsibility is to read those things and then pick up where you left off. You enjoy your day off. You know? You're not you getting can, called. No, nobody's you get, texting you asking what's going on with the fridge. Nobody's No, like everything's already been set up and yeah. put into place. And yeah. you know, I, I am I work at that level where something's broken. I'm fixing it within 10 minutes, you know, yeah, like there's like, no, I don't, I don't want to see this broken no, any, anymore. Absolutely. This, this and as ridiculous. soon as you, you let the staff see like, oh, we can treat things like this and let it break. Oh, and they don't, nobody gives a fuck. Mm. Absolutely not. Like what, what tools do you need to be successful? I'll fucking go and pick those up right now. You know, we need more spatulas. We need a couple more timers. Like, no, there's no excuse of not having the tools. Cause I'll give you absolutely every tool that I'm capable of you know like huh. we're like we're taking too much time to dice the hand the onions by okay tomorrow i'm going to buy a robocoop you know and if we'll put it in play and if it doesn't then i'll bring that robocoop to our other property and then we'll figure out another solution you know yeah. but we got to keep giving the solutions not just pointing out all the problems you know yeah. and that's where it really yeah. comes in it's important across the way so you know I'll go back to your is that expectation is understanding that people do feel a lot of way and it's asking are you okay you know and and being able to trust us to be open about those things and that's where that's where it begins well and trust and i, I would imagine like trusting that if that person tells you something you're not just glazed over you're not just asking it because you've asked yeah. a bunch yeah, of times like you want to be you like, want to be yeah i have to ask this yeah. person this question it's like no because you're present and you're 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 yeah. there and you're like yes i care yeah and, and, that, and that does take practice too because yeah. you can yeah. you can be like okay like you're having the same issues with the same person you're like hey what's up and then they just keep saying it. you're like oh god like yeah fucking sort your shit out but no it's like hey what can we do yeah. you know and it's how can we help we've tried this it yeah doesn't work if that doesn't work then yeah. let's try something else you know yeah. we're never giving up on anybody and yeah. you know and i think some of the managers people are easy to to you know cut people off and like hey they fucked that up they're done to me you know it's mm -hmm. no no like guys hey we got this new person they're a little green they're not like us and that's like what you know being equal and giving everybody a, a, an equal chance is mm -hmm. that's why it's really important you know and the yeah. exclusivity is we want to be open to everybody and it doesn't matter what your background is you know like that's why sharing these like stories can be very vulnerable but open up new light for other people to understand where yeah. someone comes from and where their uh you know what yeah. what their past was like and what kind of made them as yeah. they are today i mean even just me hearing it now i'm like i'm pretty sure you're the first guest that's brought a tear to my eye <laughs> like, and like, you know was, and that's uh, that was that was like it was i, I don't want to go back to it too much but like that was like i said it was just that was powerful man i think i think it's it's really important to just open your heart like that to to the people that you share your your day your life your experiences yeah. you're you're passionate with you're you're passionate about and it's i mean at least for me it's it's so clear to hear to see just 
the amount of joy that you're emulating right now, just pushing something forward and pushing the industry and not and and not in a in a negative way. You're not like pushing people in a in like a you have to do it this way. It's just like a let's expand. Let's mm-hmm, let's right. be better as a whole. Yeah. And it's it's and it's like for me that's like, you know, I I always have to think like, you know, you know, Rome's not built in a day cuz like if you're just trying to pick big issues and tackle them in a day and then you're moving on to the yeah. next like I spend my weeks like hey this needs attention this needs attention let's do a little bit of work here a little bit of work here and then keep like building and building in this yeah. momentum and it's constantly showing up and being present and being very consistent you know and showing that to the staff that like hey because again not when we do since day one we do a briefing at 11:30, and all the staff and it's like this is the time it's hard to get all the information out and you're not going to get it all but like even because not everybody's in the space, it's repeating things over and over so that everybody gets to hear it and everybody gets to talk about it. And then we get to have these meetings. I want everybody to bring it to the table and and we're, we're stopping the meeting after the meeting, which is like, hey, two people disagreed about something in that meeting, they go off in the corner and they're like, well, I actually felt like this and I, and I did not make it good. And that's so fucking toxic to what we're trying to do. Yeah. Cause like those, are on their own and like that generates another and then all of a sudden like your team this is little into, subsect yeah you're into little different yeah. camps it's like no yeah. cut that off if i hear fucking anybody like i've i gotten really emotional a few times in briefing like people like talking shit about somebody else and i was like if i hear fucking anybody disrespect anybody in this space like you're written up you're at the fucking door like i don't care who you are you know like that's not how we're 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 dealing with it you know like mm-hmm. people are in here you know they are struggling with a lot of things and we're here to make them better and stronger and we're all a team again you know so we're, we're trying to perpetuate joy not hate man yeah joy joy you have all the keys you have the music you get fucking unlimited sparkling water to drink you want to eat fucking 20 cheeseburgers a day we spent twelve hundred dollars <laughs> just on staff meal last week you know it's like <laughs> We're, and you yeah. know that's a lot of things like we have seven yeah. days everybody's in charge of their one day you can order whatever the fuck you want you can make anything you want it's opening that thing up and that's your creative your creative outlet you know so yeah it's you have these options I mean it I, I we we talked about it before the pod a little bit like I don't know if you if you still feel it like we've got you know 10 minutes left um, because we know you're a very busy man but uh, did you want to touch on on the um, on the Willows Inn shenanigans? Because clearly, you guys are trying to perpetuate um, you guys are trying to perpetuate joy and moving forward, and that place was not. Yeah, and like, so like it, I, personally, I can't say I have no personal connection to yeah. there, but I, there is some things you know, like mm-hmm. I saw that place as like this haven, you know, it was yeah. like this amazing place. Literally six On months ago, when the fucking book came out. Boom. I had it in my hands. And I was, like, looking at the variations of, like, all the stories. Like, I read it front to back. And it was like, oh, we do all these things on the farm. Like, this, our lambs. And it's only 100 people and, like, or 1,000 people that live on the island. I can't remember all the information. And it's like, hey, we do, like, the my talkies this way. But then when the hedgehogs come in, we do the same preparation. But Or even in the tasting menu, we do these courses of like preparation but it's just a different product so i thought that was very interesting and i know that chef had come from noma you know he left noma when he was 24. i spent time at noma as well and that was the old noma and the old noma was this like toxicity bro culture that you're in it you're working the fucking hardest you can 
and they've changed their ways. You know, they went into their new space, and when I was there, it was a new space, and it was this collective You're unit. Talking about Noma now, right? Noma, yeah, yeah. yeah. So talking about Noma, and like this really collective unit of everybody sharing and being open. There was still like their flaws when there's a team of 150. You know, like there's gonna be people that are like my way, this way, and like I was getting like pushed, and I was like, "Fuck you!" And I want to work harder. And I, th- that story, I could go on about my yeah. travel stories and working in all For these sure. different kitchens and restaurants but you know the chef comes out of the old Noma at, at age 24 he finds this property and you know he that's all he knows is like hey yeah. this is what this culture is we're gonna work on it and you know you get 20 when I was 20 I was just partying and cooking yeah. and staying up all night and I didn't know any better and I didn't have anybody coaching me and it, it, like obviously there was a lot of mistakes happen there but when you're preaching that you know you're you're buying everything or everything sourced from the island but then you're like yeah, you're faking like, oh. it then that that just brings something to it. and then the yeah. staff are not getting paid and you have lawsuits and your whole your whole outer uh, facade. facade of on Instagram is that you are partnered with this other amazing chef and you guys are like the celebrity chef couple of our generation you know and then yeah. that's what you see online and mm-hmm. all of a sudden all the shit under you're not even there and all this stuff's happening underneath you like you need to be more aware and admit to that and deal with those kind of things you know and, yeah. but then in the article just to deny everything you know I think there's uh, yeah. it's a very tough it's a lack of accountability it's a very lack of accountability and I had a guy from that was with me at Noma and then his next spot he worked there and he didn't last very long and now he's in BC and he's loving his life again and you know I mm-hmm. always wanted to go there and check it out but I never did and that is yeah it was a very it's just like a per one story and people like how much money was being put and spent there mm-hmm. to be glorified and it's like it it was important for us to realize that I know Maddie had sent me that article and I was no fucking way I'm like what yeah, not yeah. that spot because like it was pristine and yeah, on a was, pedestal yeah. but yeah, then you exactly. put yourself up there you can be vulnerable in so many different ways if yeah. you're not well and, checking and the boxes. if like I, I don't mean to to we don't have to stay on that for too long but it's like and then to think about I mean everything that you guys are doing is like the compo- like the polar opposite it's like we're not trying to you're not trying to do at Maddie's Patties you're not trying to do a tasting menu of this that and the other thing and claim that this is anything other than a banging burger no we're very open to like, like, hey, our, <laughs> like our beef is Ontario it's triple A we try to yeah. cut the middleman and we wanted to something that you know we were going to be on display like hey yeah. what beef are you using we use Martin Rolls we use fucking processed cheese and yeah. ketchup mustard it's not we're not game changing we just mix yeah. a couple sauces but I think we're really taking this model of what Maddie's Patties is and what this work is, and that's venturing into our other projects, you know, with a high-end spot coming down the road across the street. Mm -hmm. We need to practice what we've already been doing here into the next, and that's what the important thing is. Like, this was the trial run. This was a test for what we're going to do. Hell yeah, we can dial this in. Yeah, and then it's just like, how do we do that with just a million different ingredients and ferments and all these other things and it's losing the ego you know and that's yeah. the biggest thing and, and and like yeah like social media is a hard place and people go there to get likes and that instant gratification you know and I I'm on it and then I'm not and I use it and then I don't and then you know and I go on there and I'm like am I missing out on am I falling behind on other you know colleagues and 
you're always comparing yourself to yeah. everybody, you know. And yeah. I really want to make that clear that you know we're, there's 20 other Smashburger places in the city, yeah. and we're not competing against any of them, you know. Yeah. And we want to build that relationship between them. We're only competing with ourselves in these walls, you know. And it's like, mm -hmm. how can we get better? How are we holding our standards higher? And mm -hmm. and that's all we're trying to uh, you know prove. So I and. We're not. It's hard to blast like what the work we are doing here because you don't you don't want to rub it in. But it's also very important to have these conversations and let yeah. people know like, hey, we are doing this work. This is why a combo costs twenty dollars is because we have twenty one staff that are on full benefits that get an hour paid lunch. You know, yeah. and you know, it's all these really important things that everybody needs to understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think on that note, we're sitting at about uh, fifty minutes, so. Uh, typically, at the end of the episode, we throw a couple shout-outs to, uh, you know, restaurants that you're into. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. their takeout's fire right now. Obviously, Manny's Patties is the big shout-out throughout. Yeah, the and I, I, get, thing, so, I get, like, very spoiled with things, you know, like yeah. Maker Pizza. There's yeah. a good relationship there with Maddie and their and our sister restaurant. So like they supply us with staff meal all the fucking time. Uh, you know my go to. Well, like, what's, what's the neighborhood spot around the corner from your house where you're like, yo, this place is fire? Oh, I, I live in Koreatown, so you know, like I eat a lot of duck bokki. I eat uh, bibimbap, and there's this one that I, I don't even know the name of it, but they just do the fucking bibimbap like hard rice bowls and then it's like you can even have bulgogi mixed in there with your rice and then your fucking bulgogi like bulgogi for me is like a staple like i just love those flavors yeah. i love rice cakes mm -hmm. we have a staff member who's only part-time here mj uh he works at a praise as well oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and he's here two days and one of his days he makes staff meal and we're like fucking mj's making staff meal. <laughs> thank yes. the lord you know so <laughs> yeah. they're really fire um I used like before I opened Maddie's Patties, like I was on a big burger kick. Like I love burgers, they're my go-to. So like, obviously burger drops, extra burger. I think are crushing the burger game as well. Wow, I would have never guessed it. Uh, you know, Armstrong from Maddie's Patties promoting a burger drop. Uh, Absolutely, it's not competition. It's not a competition. They do all the burgers taste different. Like it's like you eat them, ours is different, and it's yeah. just like it's a yeah. different thing. So like, I'll promote those fucking guys to the end, and I love them, and I think they do a great job. They're hustling, they're working hard. Yeah. Uh, Bernhardt's is uh, my go-to as well. Like yeah. that crew there, and and Zach is really like he he reaches out a lot, being like, mm -hmm. hey. Uh, who's your like do you have a night cleaner I'm like I know a guy they want to cut their guys hours down so they're not working like they've also he reached out who's your benefits guy like he wants to get oh, his wow. whole team on benefits you know so That's like awesome. really just like working as community and, and opening up that and like starting to see the ripples you are starting to see the ripples you know and it's just being open about it um, my buddy Ryan Badley opened a little pizza shop across from Bernhardt, so shout out to him awesome. and his little sliced little joint. So I hope What's he's very called? successful. It's his last name in Italian. I cannot pronounce it, so I'm not gonna fucking butcher <laughs> we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll link them in. Uh, I'll get I'll get you to send me the link. Yeah, yeah I'll send you the link. So obviously Bernhardt's, and then uh, uh, we've had a really great relationship with Ian from Skippa. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I, we were getting when we opened yeah. Maddie's. Patties, he cooked a staff meal for every Sunday oh, wow. for the first couple months, and that's, uh, that's a real fucking treat. I love, I love oh, Ian. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. we, we go way back. He's, you uh, know, he's a good that, friend. So he's so sick. I think um, pie, uh, so for Thai food, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. Chef, uh, she's just heartwarming, and she's created such an empire, and it's, it's just amazing with the work that she does, yeah. and her flavors bring me back. Like cow soy for me when I was in Thailand. 
I would wake up and eat that every day and I would just spend my time in Chiang Mai and just really figure out where we're like, I was making pottery in the jungle as well at that time. Another backstory, you know, <laughs> not, like, to, not to rub it in. We're going to yeah. somehow uh, get you back on and go through your entire yeah, travel like, stories. We yeah. can do a travel story because those travel <laughs> stories, you know, if you don't have to, when we're fucking six years old and we can't work in restaurants anymore, all we're going to have is our stories, yeah, you know? Yeah, so yeah. we'll kick back to that. And if you don't have those stories, like, you know, it's that's uh, yeah. what makes life great and joyful and to experience all those things is, is pretty powerful. Uh, and then another shout out for, there's this little, we get this uh, queen in Dufferin, Lao Thai, and her crispy fried rice in there is mm. the fucking best. It's, cool. it's fucking fire. That's real fire. Uh, coffee or we're big in coffee Sam James fuels us all the time so nice that's job. huge uh, uh, and then right next door La Dip he's got fire soft serve and uh, we really appreciate him to give us some sugar rushes and then our other neighbor Agora uh, when I was opening this place their chicken wraps and the fucking uh, sustained that's the guy fucking crushed it <laughs> built the walls and they're great people, and I think it may be the best chocolate chip cookie in the in the city, you know. Mm-hmm. And then also our new neighbor down the road, uh, Breadheads, yep. she is uh, baking up storm. Their bagel bombs and her her fucking coolers were unreal. She gave me some for my birthday, and plus baked me nice. a cake. We go big on birthdays here, so that's, that's a real awesome. treat. And then uh, my buddy Ryan Lister at uh, Liberty Commons, you know, he started this pie shop and he's doing everything, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, sustainable. Yeah. And we love Ryan, so and he's really sense. wanting to make a change with mental health and having conversation with him. You know, I think he needs, he loves that support. And he, you know, O and B, I worked there for ten years, and uh, you know, I learned a lot from a lot of amazing chefs there. And just a branch out was uh, was great for me and to see what else in the world and I you know traveling and working in so many different restaurants I was able to absorb all the things that I really liked from a lot of different chefs and then you know and then it's about making it your own and having your own voice and you know I want to we're here to change hospitality it's easy to hide behind your phone and just do tweets and repost about things but it's like hey we've already said what needs to change now it's now time for the actions and uh, that's yeah. the that's hardest the hard part work. you know yeah. that's the hardest part and yeah. we're feeling it and i feel a great m- amount of anxiety mm-hmm. maybe once a month where i'm feeling a lot because like there's a lot happening and yeah. you know and it's dealing with that and having outlets my own inner circle just to be open about it communicated about it and once it's off your chest and you're dealing with those problems you know you understand that these things are achievable and you just have to keep doing the work amazing i think on that note uh we call it We'll wrap it up. Don't you shout anybody else out, and I won't, because this is already going to be the longest. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had right. a shout and out, and I totally to, forgot you, what it we was. We have to tag every single person. That yeah, yeah, yeah. We which is awesome. That. Yeah, I mean, so. no, I think <laughs> that's a community that we're trying to build here. Yeah, it's like, guys, it's not. Oh, yeah. We're not turning our backs yeah. on anybody. No, and everybody's this is, getting shouted no. out. Everybody gets a shout out. We're all here. Thank you again for sitting down with us. We love you. We appreciate you and everything that you're doing for yeah. the industry that really, we really hold so near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, meeting John Clip back, you know, always having to say John Clip. I think you're doing some really great stuff. <laughs> when and I keep did that catering event with you, a guy asked me what my name was. Yeah. And I said John, and he's like, what, what's he calling you? Yeah. What, what, is that your full name? Is it like, because he, he <laughs> only calls me John Clip, like yeah. one word. Well, because when we worked in the same space at Porcat & Co., uh, there was Big John, and then there was John. So I had to be like, John Clip, you know? So, yeah. So, you know, we keep the nicknames light and friendly, and we're not trying to... Uh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's my name. It's it is your name. So <laughs> it's my name. With it. 
Got it. Uh, okay, great. Well, thank you for having Sweet. me on, guys. Hopefully, thank have you on stage. Maybe next year, you know? Let's yeah. go. I, mean, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. you sound like a busy fucking... Yeah, I got other podcasts to be on, okay? Right. Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, if you have any comments or concerns, please hit us up at Meatball Thoughts on Instagram or email meatballthoughts at gmail.com. We love you and appreciate your support. Bye for now.